0: back to our NAMI Club podcast. My name is Dave and today I'm joined by Chris Keffer, who is a CCAP advisor here at Fisher. Um, so thank you very much for joining us. And we wanted to talk today about, uh, you know, what, what student academic services are available here at Fisher, um, you know, what, what places you can go to get career advice or uh, just any sort of guidance for your major, different things like that. So Chris is going to be talking a lot about that. Um, you know, telling what he does and what what they do in the uh, Center for Career and Academic Planning. So to start, I'll ask you, what is it that you do here at Fisher specifically and what does that role look like?
1: Yeah, thanks, Dave. Um, And then I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and of course the listeners. Um, And actually, first, I'd just like to say congratulations to all the graduates. It's a big uh, it's a huge weekend for a lot of students who are graduating and their families and friends. and so i'm just thrilled uh to to be a small part of that uh, celebration of everyone's accomplishments um as far as what i do at fisher uh you know my role is ccap advisor um and there are five of us uh and so we as advisors uh work with all students at fisher um primarily undergraduates but uh, sometimes especially on the career side we'll see some graduate students graduate level students um and we, our responsibilities span from academic to uh, also career support. Um, in the fall, especially the CCAP advisors are teaching first year seminars um, and our share advising responsibilities for all of the, the first year students. So I'll have, like this past year, I had a 150 uh, first year advisees um, and saw them every other week for their first year seminar. Um, I think I taught it was either six or eight sections of that last fall. I can't quite remember right now. Um, and really that was about helping students transition into college life. Um, and really I think that's that's a, a major goal of uh, CCAP is those transitions, transitions into college as well as, as transitions out of college. Um, and so my day might look like in the fall, especially teaching a couple of sections of first year SEM perhaps, Um, student appointments a lot, especially this past year with COVID, a lot of email communication back and forth. Uh, Most of the appointments were all by Zoom, some by phone Uh, and and some, not a lot, but some uh, in person looking forward to seeing some of that change. Um, But everything from helping students understand um, how to access and utilize the various resources that are available to them. Uh, specifically in CTAP, the career and academic advising related resources.
0: Great. Thank you. That's a great overview. So just starting off in in general, right? What would you say or or would you, I guess, say that people know what student academic services are available here at Fisher? Would you you say that people know what they are and then why or why not?
1: Yeah, I I would say yes and no. Um, Yes, for those who've been curious. and ask for or look for some specific help. Um, Yes, for those who subscribe to the social media feeds, uh, a student, uh, I think she's a marketing major, Nicole Smith has been doing really great work on uh, the Fisher CCAP uh, Instagram feed. Um, Yes, for those students who have worked with someone in CCAP um, or another academic service area. But even for those students who know about some of our services, um, many are only just paying attention to what they need in that moment. And so they don't really have, I think, a, a sense of the totality you know, of, of the services that are available, not just in CCAP, but um, you know, campus-wide in terms of both academic and, and career support. Um, so for many students, no, they don't know the, that totality. Um, you know, in CCAP, I, I always wanna make sure we emphasize and maybe at a later time, you know, uh, there's more focus on the career side of this uh, conversation, but it is career and academic planning, um, and and actually, you know, no, because some academic services are quite new. There's a new uh, trio uh, student support services um, uh, effort to support uh, first generation students, students um, uh, with documented disabilities, um, students at certain income levels. Um, that, uh you know that's a, a brand new thing this past year uh, that's come on on the campus as well so um, I think uh, they're aware of what's going on and what's available if they know um, uh, if excuse me if they've looked around and asked um, but a lot a lot don't a lot don't because I haven't you know been looking uh, until they really
0: Right. And then taking it a step further, I know you mentioned a couple of them there, but what are the uh, student academic services that are available here here on campus?
1: So academic advisement is, is uh, certainly a primary. So that that's helping students select majors and minors, changing, maybe augmenting their academic programs, um, helping students who might be considering an interdisciplinary studies major. There's a lot of long range planning that goes on in CCAP. Um, That's especially a significant effort with first-year students, but it also supplements the work that students do with their major advisors. Um, And that's really important with students who are looking to make significant major changes, you know, going from let's say uh, a science to a social science or something like that. Um, Helping students feel confident about not just uh, the major change and, and career change directions themselves, but the particulars, the logistics of what that looks like for their upcoming schedule and future semesters. Um, And then also also will help with, um, in terms of advising with course selection, again, particularly with with first year students. Um, Academic services on campus in general, uh, there's a lot of help help improving students' academic performance and much of this is found um, in Fisherlink uh, so tutoring of all sorts, and that's really located across the students, or excuse me, across the campus. Um, much of that, maybe most of that was was virtual this year, uh, but much it's pointed by direct, the director of uh, the Writing and Tutoring Center, uh, Dr. Teresa Nicolay. Um, Assistance developing student skills um, that work for each individual's needs, like, you know, for example, time and task management, active study strategies. Um, how to take and use notes, things like that, that, you know, maybe were taken for granted when students, you know, came from high school to college, but are realizing, geez, what skills uh, that I brought with me aren't quite what is going to get me, you know, to the level of success that I'm, I'm going to be happy with. here. Sure. Um, so, so also working with students who have lower grades and help them realize their full Um, Also, in terms of academic services, there's student accessibility services, which include uh, neurodiverse learning differences. Um, And then that whole suite of career-related services that CCAP offers to students. And that's all viewable in Handshake. So just like Fisherlink is on the left-hand side of that MySJFC navbar, Handshake is also listed there. Within Handshake, you know, you're going to see all sorts of things. Um, resume and cover letter writing help, interview preparation. Um, and this isn't just in Handshake, but those resources are there. And then you can make appointments with, with CCAP advisors and, and career support specialists. Um, uh, so again, inter- interview preparation, understanding career competencies and how to both develop those as an undergrad and write and talk about them in your career documentation, like you know, your resumes and your cover letters. Um, and interviews, uh, job and interview search fairs. Uh, a lot of that went virtual this past year and, and actually worked quite well. Um, Worksite visits and all sorts of employment related presentations, including alumni presenting. In fact, recently there was one um, on neurodiversity in the workplace uh, from Fisher alumni perspectives, uh, career exploration resources to help students align their interests and values and skills. Um, you know, with with work and life preferences. Uh, and then just help with rethinking, considering the idea of career as more than just a job. But, you know, career as being the totality of, well, what does your life look like? Um, including job, but including, you know, uh, family, including recreation, including volunteer work. Let's look at career more broadly and, and I think, that can help maybe alleviate some of the pressure that students feel that a job has to meet all of their needs um let's look more broadly at that i think that that that's a a, a really healthy way to look at a career all right
0: awesome and so you know that was amazing right that that um going in very in depth on on what's available and so what do you see primarily uh i'll say this two ways What do you see primarily students seeking help for as well as what do you see Students sort of not touching as much as far as mm. those areas? Um, students seeking help for, uh,
1: again, a lot on the transitions, transitions into college, and then also transitions out of college. So, transitions into college in terms of um, college level coursework managing all of one's schoolwork and other activities by themselves. You know, a lot of students haven't had to necessarily do that or do that completely on their own like they do now. Um, Uncertainty around major and career choices, you know, questions like, geez, is this really the right fit for me? Um, What is, I made the decision already, I arrived here wanting to be this major, but what is this major and this career? You know, what is this job really all about? What does it look like? Um, Was this a really, well-reasoned decision, or did that feel pressured? You know, to make the decision, um, either pressure from myself or you know, pressure from from outside. What um, types of act- academic-related concerns students are looking for? Just students are often stuck in unproductive or um, maladaptive um, patterns of behavior, like procrastinating, avoiding work, uh, avoiding making decisions. Imagine that if you aren't really sure about your major as a first year student and every year you continue to avoid confronting that, you know, that feeling, geez, this just doesn't seem right. I don't know why I'm this major. Every year that pressure must build, you know, and I wonder what that does to, to a to a student, to an individual, you know, what kind of effect that has. Um, on their mood, on their relationships, on the relationship with with school itself and just their general happiness and satisfaction. Um, So help really um, getting unstuck and um, utilizing resources that are valuable. You know, at CCAP, we want to normalize the idea of of help help seeking behavior and and really hopefully, you know, as the the years continue at Fisher, we continue to normalize getting help uh, campus for all sorts of different kinds of things
0: perfect and then obviously you know we look at everything through the mental health lens so in what ways do you work with students on their mental health um, in whatever obviously facet that is
1: yeah Dave I think students usually don't come to me come to CCAP to discuss mental health directly Um, but sometimes a student's mental health is relevant to why they have contacted me or why they're at CCAP in the first place. Um, And so, you know, first and foremost for me, I I try and listen without judgment to make no assumptions um, about the individual. Uh, I try and take a strengths and values-based approach to working with students, which can be really difficult um, because students, you know, the student who is struggling is usually focused on, on their deficiencies and so, when I can get students acknowledging their abilities, I think you know we'll be more successful working together. Um, we want to help students remove barriers uh, to their preferred ways of being. I think barriers for students are are very real, but sometimes um, they're just barriers of perception. Uh, like you and I were talking a little bit earlier, you know, before we started recording, you know, I've heard the line, "I have absolutely nothing to put on a resume." I've heard that over and over again, and by the end of the conversation, I think the student thinks a lot differently about you know, what they have to say about um, what they have to offer a potential employer or a graduate program or something like that. But it's a shift in, in you know, ways of thinking about their experiences, their volunteer work, their employment, their classes and projects and so on that um, you know, helps move students along. Um, I try um, and work with students through a trauma-informed lens. Um, I think a little bit of psychoeducation can go a long way when it lands on the interested and motivated student. Uh, A couple of years ago, I teamed up with Jillian, uh, counselor in the Wellness Center, uh, as well as Joy, the coordinator for Student Accessibility Services and Special Needs. And we delivered a four-week test anxiety workshop. that was two falls ago. We did a lot of interesting work together and I think that that kind of collaboration is important. Um, and the number of students we, we served was relatively small, but at least we, you know, the effort gave us a model upon which we can grow and I'm hoping to, you know, continue to offer similar things like that next fall and beyond. And we actually got, um, you know, we made the invites based on some of the information that students shared with us coming into Fisher you know, uh, in, in the, you know, the, the surveys that they take saying, talking about their own strengths and, and concerns, you know, as, as incoming students. Um, likewise, I collaborated my, with my uh, CCAP colleague, Tracy, our career sport support specialist earlier this spring to, to present to seniors who felt stuck in their career search process. Um, and again, I, I think being stuck is, is one of those things that falls under the, the mental health umbrella. Um, and I guess speaking of stuck, I think often students come to us with the idea or, or maybe they're forced to come to us, uh, a teach, uh, an instructor, maybe a, a parent um, or a friend has said, you know, you, you got to go see somebody and get some help. And they may arrive there and they're really not totally sold on the idea that they need help, but they know that something's off, something's wrong, something's not going the way that they want it to. Um, or maybe they're there and they want help, but they're not sure how to go about it. So I think it's really helpful to meet students at that stage of change where they are and work with them to help sort of like articulate the reasons um, for, their, for their interest in changing. Also, for that matter, articulate the reasons for maintaining the status quo for not changing so that we can better understand like, you know, what is it that is is motivating or not motivating? what is it that's motivating the student to do what they are doing um you know and as an advisor i see what changes i think could be helpful but really like so what i'm not the one who's making those changes um so my role i think our role is to help the student elicit arguments for changing articulate the changes that they think will be helpful um evaluate how and why they may be helpful build a plan that supports the change not just in the near term but in the far term you know take those big plans and make them into smaller more achievable reasonable chunks of, of things and um, you know then support the student as they work their plan and I know that this kind of thing works it sometimes it happens really quickly especially I think for those who who arrived, who came in and knowing like, I gotta make some changes for these reasons, I'm excited, I'm motivated, I want to, I'm I'm interested. But sometimes it can take a long time for students to really buy into full scale changes. And unfortunately that doesn't neatly fit into the context of a, a 14 week semester. And so sometimes it takes much longer than that. And from my perspective, that's one of the many interesting challenges of helping college students is, is deciding to and making meaningful changes takes time. I mean college students understandably feel like they're on the clock, you know, all the time. Um, and then you know we work with them for that. But but this is really important. In the end, when a student's mental health needs exceed the responsibilities uh, of my role as a CCAP advisor, I will engage with the wellness center to help make sure that you know that, that student gets the, the care that is needed. Perfect.
0: And trying to maybe reach the listener, uh, circumstantially possibly, um, what would you say to a student? And I'll give two scenarios. What would you say to a student who knows that they need help? Um, and is either in one sense, not comfortable reaching out, uh, to see for help. And in the other sense is just trying to sort of, match that problem. You mentioned, you know, procrastination and how sort of, we just not, not addressing it. Right. Mm -hmm. And just kind of just continuing like, "Ah, I'm fine. And just continuing with it. Um, so in those two senses, the, the one not being comfortable to reach out and the other one, just trying to ignore the problem and, and sort of, you know, just, just push on if that makes sense. What would you say as an advisor to them?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this happens all the time. Um, So one, one thing I would say to the student who knows they need help, but maybe isn't comfortable reaching out is to say that we don't expect students to arrive here with all the answers in the first place. You know, what would be the point of school if if everyone was all set, you know, um, I mean, I know the the paper, the degree, but. um, And I can't think of anyone who has done this all on their own. Uh, You know, in preparation, actually, I've thought about this a lot. but. In thinking ahead about you know things I might want to talk about there's this um, U2 song that's titled uh, some sometimes you can't make it on your own, I think that's what it is. Um, And there's this line you don't have to always be right, let me take some of the punches for you tonight, you know you don't need to. um, Well, for me this whole college trip is is. Way more fun and more rewarding when we bring others with us. You know, when you as a student bring others with you. And this commencement, this week's commencement ceremonies are, I think, celebrations of relationships um, students' relationships to their work, students' relationships to their work ethic, um, students' relationships to their classmates, their relationships to their instructors teammates, com, um, coaches, uh, and really students relationships to everyone else who along the way has, has worked with them and even those who worked on their behalf and they didn't really you know even know it. Um, and, and so like to bring that all, all back hopefully, <laughs> um, I would just say that uh, this is not something that they have to do on their own and if, you know if they asked around, I, I have a feeling if they're asking people who are being honest you know they would hear a lot about the help that you know others got along the way you know and, and so it's just normal it, in fact as far as i'm concerned it's, it's to be expected this is a community of learners here you know we don't learn in isolation if you really like think about that like i i just don't think we learn in isolation we learn in relation to others other individuals and and other content you know other things and then we put them together um i'd want to ask them to consider the advantages and disadvantages of getting help and of not getting help to try and kind of nudge them you know toward feeling better about um you know seeking that help and then also um i'd want them to know that the people at fisher are here because this is something that we love to do, you know. Um, and Fisher is that type of community and that smaller environment, hopefully where um, students are more apt to, and hopefully a little bit more comfortable. There's nothing wrong with them for feeling strange or, or, or you know, frightened or, or weird about asking for help in the first place. Like that's pretty natural. People feel that all the time. But hopefully, maybe at Fisher, with our, um, you know, our reaching out and trying to help um hopefully that they're more willing to to take that uh that leap you know that risk really um because we're we're here and ready for them and then the others um want to say to a student who needs help but instead tries to ignore the problem um i might ask what's it going to be like when the issue is better than it is now um what will it mean for them how it make them feel um What's one thing that they could do right here and now, or in the next you know, few hours, to bring them a little bit closer to that improvement? Just trying to give them a taste of, you know, this is possible. Uh, this is something that is achievable, um, and something eliciting some of those emotions, you know, that hopefully are going to help motivate them to to say, you know, all right, I, I can, I, I and I will, and I'm going to do this because it's meaningful me for these reasons.
0: Great, great. And so sort of wrapping it up, our challenge as a club would be to, you know, really think about where you are at academically. Um, You know, as Chris mentioned, obviously, they, they help anywhere from, you know, the second you set foot here on campus or even after you graduate. Right. And so, you know, think about where you are academically, what you may need and know if any of these services would be beneficial to you even if it's just sort of a networking thing right and you want to you know gain a connection based on a conversation uh you know any of those opportunities um if anything can just enhance sort of your your academics and and uh you know your I, i don't know your marketability when it comes to uh you know trying to get a job and so just just really think about that um and sort of think about how you can apply that to yourself as well as, you know, extending it to other people. We always, you know, talk about how can you be a resource for other people? So, cause maybe you do understand this very well. And, um, and so then how can you help other peers who might not be as, you know, well off in that sense as you. And cause again, it's, you know, it's about who you can take along with you, uh, to sort of enhance the experience, not just for yourself, but for other people as well. So, uh, thank you very much, Chris. We I really, really appreciate you you taking the time to be here. It's been very, very um, helpful. I think, especially you know, for me, just listening to this um, as we're as we're talking it out. Um, so, hopefully for you, the listener, it is as well. And as always, we are on Instagram at sjfcnami. And thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time.